0: Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of the In The Hub podcast brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. Today we're speaking to Darren Long, Group Operations Transformation Director at Sky. Darren holds over 30 years of experience leading operational, technical and cultural change in one of the world's most recognised broadcast media brands. Darren also holds a position of board trustee At the British Forces Broadcasting Service, the military charity and broadcaster that informs, entertains and connects the UK's armed forces. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the In The Hood podcast, Darren. Um, Again, thank you so much for taking the time out this morning. No problem at all. Just for some kind of background for anyone who might not already know um, about you and your role in the industry. How did you come to be involved in broadcasting and, and where did it all begin for you? Uh, well,
1: I think it began because my, uh, you know, my mother was uh, incredibly interested in movies and films. And, and I have to say it, it kind of was always something I wanted to do. I, I knew age nine where I wanted to be um and I know that's very odd for most people but for me it was I knew I wanted to either be in film or tv uh behind the scenes obviously not in front and 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 I just stuck to my uh
0: my ambition so it, it, we'll just jump straight into the bulk of the questions and Darren and something that I wanted to discuss with you after looking through some of your previous interviews and and, and uh, articles and things like that is this whole idea of, of content factories um, and I, I think that idea of a content factory, it's quite a seasoned term in our industry, isn't it? And it's it's been thrown around quite a lot. Um, and a lot of people kind of view view the content factory, the, the kind of ide- ideation, creation, distribution of content um, as something that, that's not too dissimilar to the assembly of, of cars or, or bars of soap. So going through this whole kind of manufacturing process,
1: and, and I think it's a really good analogy you use there, because um, for a long time the industry, and, and certainly I felt it yeah, in the in the sort of TV industry. It was very much stuck in, uh, in the old way of working and very resistant to move on and change things because a bit like a Coca-Cola can. They just didn't want to change that brand. It was something which was safe. It was the way we'd always done it. If you ask people to change, then that was a strange thing to say. And I think you're 100% right. The analogy of, well, um, uh, you know, we use Amazon or various other companies out there. That's all it is. We're producing content within within doing something with content with we're, we're manipulating it we're changing it we're altering it we're getting it ready for distribution and then we're sending it to the customer and so it truly is a supply chain and i think it's important that people don't uh, try and put something more than what it is. Um, yes, the creation side is is something incredibly different, and certainly needs skill and and uh, and real storytelling. But the actual way we distribute content is is changing, and and I have to say, I'm really pleased to see the industry starting to pick up. Yes, for reasons which are the coronavirus in the last um, you know couple of years, but that's if there's anything good that comes out of it i think we'll all come
0: out a much more refined factory uh in the future yeah and and just in terms of, of coronavirus are you kind of seeing a revolution in the way that that broadcasters and content providers are, are kind of creating content you know it's is there kind of modernization going on as a, as a result of COVID?
1: Yeah, I think there's 100% modernization. I think initially it was a shock and horror. Can we do everything? We did everything. Uh, and now it's about, okay, so that worked, but there were things in in our supply chain or, or the ways of working that didn't work so well. So we've now sort of looked at that. And I think let's not put everything on, on COVID. Let Let's just say... Probably the industry was at a point, uh, and and COVID accelerated that point. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that, you know, certainly uh, in, uh, in Sky now, you know, it's all about how do we mechanise, how do we deliver better content, uh, quicker, faster, and with more enrichment. Uh, and I think, yes... COVID accelerated that, and without a doubt, it focused our minds. But let's just say that, like any part of the industry, when we went from widescreen to, um, to to uh, HD and HD, it's on uh, to UHD. There's always a point that really means a difference, and I think oh, it makes a difference. I think this was our point. If we were ready for it. I just don't think we realised it. And now there's an opportunity for all of us.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree, Darren. And. Just moving on to, to the cloud in general as well um, as quite a hot topic at the moment. I think it's safe to say that you're quite a big advocate for the cloud, um, aren't you, Darren, in, in kind of all aspects of the broadcasting workflow? Oh,
1: I th- absolutely. I think it's it's imperative that people understand that to be adaptive, to distribute um, at scale, and to, to always constantly be able to change, the exciting thing, and the really exciting thing is that cloud allows us just to build a set of Lego blocks. We can very quickly build our Lego blocks up. We can decide on what services we want to bring in, and we can decide if those services are too expensive or or failing to remove them. If you look at the way we used to work, everything was hard-coded. Everything was very much point to point. Now, and and this is the beauty, and, and, and this is what I think is exciting going forward, you can see that we can adapt so quickly now we can spin services up so differently and and for the customer and for the companies out there they have to adopt and embrace cloud if they don't then there'll be people a lot faster coming behind them
0: yes 100% and and i know you just touched on uh, some of the benefits that, that you guys might have seen over at sky and and kind of um, you know the benefits of of cloud enabling for for the bigger broadcasters. What about those kind of smaller broadcasters that that might be stuck in their ways, you know, might just be starting up? What what do you think is the kind of one thing that should, you know, almost persuade those guys to to choose the cloud?
1: Well, I think the opportunity out there is, is huge for them. You know, there, there's companies out there like Implayer where they offer services to smaller companies that allow them to host um, a service like Netflix or Amazon or any of those sort of things. And, and when you look at those opportunities, it means that just because you're a small company, You don't have to have a small world. Um, And I think this is the beauty of cloud. Everyone can hide behind the fact that actually, as as an organization, you have more tools available to you. You have more ways to engage with your customer and the exciting thing in the future is that it's going to bring opportunity to people that probably wouldn't firstly be able to afford it and secondly wouldn't think about doing it.
0: Yes yeah I think we're, we're definitely as a company as well as supply box we're seeing benefits across the board and uptake among you know uh, like I said these massive massive broadcasters that are just kind of getting started in cloud and you know right back down to these these smaller startups. Um, in developing countries, so it really is quite an exciting time at the moment.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and I think, um, you know, uh, everyone needs to embrace it, and, and and they need to embrace it as well, because don't forget, they, they're going to be distributing also to larger organisations, and, you know, uh, will want it in a certain way. And and I think cloud
0: gives them the opportunity to do that. Yeah, 100%, exactly. And and Darren, I just wanted to call back to you, supply chains. I know we, we touched on that a little earlier, but it's something I'm quite intrigued about. And I know obviously COVID will have had a massive, massive impact on on supply chains in our industry. Um, you know, there's been a couple of years of uncertainty now. So with kind of audiences and, and their taste for fresh content at an all-time high. I mean, it always is at an all-time high, isn't it? Um how might we see broadcasters and content providers adapting their supply chains now?
1: Well, I I think, um, like I say, the opportunity to mechanise and simplify. I I think that's the important thing. I think if you look at supply chains um, over the last few years, um, it was so difficult because let's face it, there are so many devices, uh, so many ways to distribute. um, And I think from a supply chain point of view, where we're going is going to give us the ability to cope. Uh, I genuinely don't think we could have coped before. Um, I think we could have been in a, a situation where uh, we could have got very stuck in a corner, um, and we would have found that other organizations that were more adapt and skillful would have been able to get their supply chain delivering to multiple platforms a lot quicker. And I think this is this is the one thing from a supply chain point of view people have to realize. The world is definitely not going to change in in the fact that consumers will get bored very quickly with the way that they uh, receive content. In other words, they want to receive it on different platforms. No one person is ever the same. Um, you know, if you look at somebody like me, uh, I've got every single platform you could possibly imagine. Now, <laughs> now, when you when you look at that, you think to yourself, "Well, that's madness." But but the fact of the matter is that. I want content and I want it now, and I want to view it in the way I want to do it. In other words, in in the morning, I may be watching YouTube on on my iPad. In the afternoon, I may be watching something on my mobile phone, and then I'll be watching on my Apple TV or my Skybox or whatever. And I think this is the important thing to understand is that before in supply chains, we were trying to hard code delivery to each of these areas impossible it, you get to a point of saturation where where all that it all that it causes really is the fact that you stop distributing to certain platforms because it becomes too hard too costly too hard and and i think that's that's where um the the future of supply chains is super important
0: yeah 100 and yeah i just wanted to bring it up because there has been so much change um and there's a lot of things to take into account um for big and small broadcasters at the moment Absolutely. And I just wanted to bring it to you personally, Darren, um, for a moment. And and for anyone who might not already know, uh, what does your work being involved as a, a trustee within the British Forces Broadcast Service involve? And, and what kind of things does the service provide to our, our armed forces?
1: Yeah, so the BFBS, which is a British Forces Broadcasting Service, um, uh, it provides... Um, Well, a number of things. So it provides, uh, obviously, television uh, and radio into remote uh, parts of the world. It was set up um, sort of just after the or just just during the the Second World War, and and it has continued to uh, deliver Services and social services also to to all the troops, uh, whether they be army, navy, air force, um, in different ways. Because again, the, from a distribution uh, platform point of view, um, some of these uh, areas that uh, they have to broadcast in are areas which remote, uh, difficult, maybe via satellite. Um, and the BFBS has been incredibly successful at bringing home to the troops a bit of. You know, where um, UK TV and UK radio that allows them to really uh, connect with their family and friends, and and it has been a real connection over the years, and and also. What, what the BFBS has also been incredibly good at it is also, also because it's set up as a charity. It's about giving back to the armed forces as well in a tra- charitable way. So the donations and also supporting all their events that they do across all the armed forces. And, and it's really something built into the DNA of the military um, that they when they go abroad, they know it doesn't matter where they are. That the um, service will be transmitting to them in a personal way that is that is relevant also to um, to them, um, and also ensuring that they just. Um, you know don't get as homesick as possibly they might so it, it, it's a brilliant um, uh, thing to be involved in um, I was after a couple of years uh, to join the board because it's as you can imagine run by a lot of ex-military people they wanted to bring yes. a bit of the industry to um, to the BFBS and brought in a few trustees um, and I was lucky enough to be asked
0: to uh, come along and help. That's brilliant and it, it's hugely important work isn't it and I imagine yes, especially at the moment with, with the Euros going on as well.
1: Absolutely and I, and I think that's um also, and, and and one thing I will say about from a broadcaster's point of view and a rights holder's point of view, over the years, they've been incredibly supportive and and allowing the broadcast to be transmitted all over the world and effectively allowing the rights to be used in a way that probably traditionally wouldn't have been used. So yes, I think yes. it's very important to also call out the rights holders who have been instrumental in making the service incredibly successful. Yeah,
0: no, that's fantastic stuff, Darren. and this now this is a question that we ask at the end of every podcast um some find it a bit harder than others um but if you could sum it up into one word if you could boil it down into one word only what do you envision for the future of the broadcasting industry opportunity
1: pure and simple there is so much opportunity we just got to grab it i i I think i think it's it's a word i love uh, and it's a word i stand by um because People need to embrace the fact that we're moving forward and the opportunity in front of them, well, is as wide as anyone's imagination. And so for me personally, that's that's what we've got
0: to look forward to. Yeah, I think coming out, out of the side of COVID and, and all the kind of uncertainty that that uh, brings, there's a lot of hope around now, there's a lot of optimism um, and that's the kind of stuff we like in this industry, isn't it?
1: No, most definitely. And, and I think... Um, you know, let's, let's use this terrible time we've had over the last couple of years as a brilliant opportunity to change the way that this industry works and this industry uh, engages with the, the vast amount of customers that we found who were absolutely passionate for the content during, you know, a pandemic. And I think that's important not to forget.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, Darren, obviously, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, no problem. Are there any kind of exciting plans in the pipeline for you that you can tell us about?
1: Well, I think, look, the exciting thing for me is it's always changing. Uh, and I think, you know, the one reason I've been at Sky such a long time is because, you know, my job has constantly changed, uh, whether it was working in studios, whether it was running Sky Sports operations, whether it was running production services, or whether it was running sort of content supply chain. I think uh for me personally it's always evolving and and that's what keeps me and that's what makes me want
0: to keep going and 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 excited really i think you you're very much at the forefront of change there aren't you i think you've you've selected the the least boring job in the world possibly <laughs> um, which is brilliant yeah
1: no no absolutely i think uh you know people make change and All that sometimes people like myself are able to do is enable that change.
0: Yeah, 100%. And how can people get in touch with you directly if they want to have a chat about anything?
1: Well, um, I think the best way is via LinkedIn. Um, I'm a prolific user of LinkedIn. Uh, If anyone wants to connect me through there, then I'm more than happy for them to uh, contact me through that way.
0: Fantastic. And we'll we'll link to your LinkedIn in the description of the podcast as well, Darren. So anyone on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you can head to the description, find Darren there. Brilliant. So, again, yeah, thank you, Darren, uh, for, for taking the time out. I really do appreciate it and, and shedding some light on some of the topics that we covered today.
1: No, I appreciate it, Neil. And uh, look, the future is an opportunity. Let's all grab it. And uh, thanks for your time today.
0: 100%. Love it. Thank you very much, Darren. Bye bye.